What up, what up, what up? You are now locked into the Alumni Podcast. If you're joining us on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and also tap that bell if you haven't already to be notified when we drop new content. We are also on the Anchor app. So if you want to listen to us and download the podcast, please download the Anchor app. I am your host, Ken KB Supreme, and joining me as always, my lovely bride, Queen V. What up, Queen? Hey, family. So, Queen, how was your day? It was all right, a little busy, but it was okay. How was your day? My day was good. I had the day off. I got to take care of a lot of business. Also gotten some much-needed rest and recovery from the weekend. So it was all good. That's good. I was hating on you a little bit this morning as I was getting dressed and you were still in the bed, but it's a well-deserved day off. All right, don't be telling my business all out there, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, Queen, I was doing some uh, thinking today. Okay, about what? Um, I was thinking about... uh, things from my past right okay and uh it kind of led me into this segment uh that i want to do okay what is that and it's called um on site okay sounds interesting so you know how the young folks say that you did something to me so bro when i see you it's on site okay like like we gotta shoot the fair one on site because of something you did back in the day right right and so I was thinking about an incident that happened to me back in the day that I'm still kind of salty about. All right, tell me about it. And 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 I, and I will. Uh, and the person that's involved in this incident is is one of my old Navy buddies, right? Okay. Still my guy to this day. But because of that incident that happened way back when, unfortunately, when I see him again, even though we're going to be cool and probably shake it up afterward, when I see him again, it's on site. Okay. Okay, so the story goes like this. You ready? I'm ready. Breaking news. Okay, so I was stationed on the USS Kitty Hawk mm-hmm. uh, back in, I would say, about 2004. Okay. 2003, 2004. Stationed on the USS Kitty Hawk in Yakuska, Japan, right? Mm-hmm. And I had one of my good buddies. He was uh, part of my work center. His name was Eric. I won't say his last name, but... If uh, Eric is somehow listening to the story, he can identify himself in the story. All right. Okay. And, and also the people in our work center can identify who I'm talking about. Right. Right. So I was an E5 at the time and um, I was on duty and the duty of the day required me to have birthing duty where I had to ensure that our birthing was clean. I was in our division. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was cleaning up the birthing, I was at this time in the bathroom cleaning up the bathroom you know actually i was just supervising i had some of my younger sailors uh the junior sailors cleaning the bathroom or the head that we call it on the on the boat so i recall eric coming in and eric's one of my partners he's in my work center uh we share the same rank so i said uh eric asked me hey ken can i can i use the restroom can i use the head I'm like, yeah, that's my boy. Come on in, man. I got you, right? We're in the middle of uh, cleaning stations, right? He ain't mm-hmm. supposed to do it, but he my boy, so come on in and use the head. Okay. So Eric comes in and uses the head, and to my surprise, Eric, it wasn't in and out. So basically, Eric was, uh, with those with poor stomachs, I'm sorry, but Eric was in the bathroom taking a, a fair one, right? Okay. Okay. So... Eric is in the bathroom taking a fair one on the head, taking a fair one. And uh, we, we're cleaning up the, the head. So Eric, when he comes out of the stall, Eric is appreciative of me for allowing him to come use the head during cleaning stations, which we didn't have to. Right. So 
as I'm turned around, Eric comes up to me and says, can I appreciate it? Boom, and slaps me on my left shoulder with his right hand. <laughs> now, I didn't realize until <laughs> later on in life, oh, wow. Eric is right-handed. Right. So the hand that Eric touched me with. <laughs> That's nasty. Eric, you my you my guy, but when I see you, bruh, we, we shooting a fair one on sight for that. I mean, I still get twitches nowadays thinking about this man just cleaned his bottom and then touched me That's before he washed his hands. That's nasty. Eric, we shooting a fair one on sight. That's well maybe he just was really appreciative and he just, you know, walked out, thank you, and it's still nasty. Nah, bruh. We shooting a fair one on sight, Eric. <laughs> on site bro so queen do you have uh, a story that you want to share about somebody that you possibly got some unfinished business with that you go catch on site i sure do okay and this um beef is about maybe 21 years old right 21 years old 21 years that's a long time to be holding a grudge oh it is okay i understand that tell me about it so early in my navy days I had a roommate and we made friends with this other female. And so we used to just hang out and kick it sometimes. And once or twice she may have watched my child and my roommate's child. And it was never an issue with, you know, am I gonna pay you? I would give her money if she needed it or we would cook for each other, invite her over. So there's one particular time I never made the agreement, okay, if you watch her, then I'll pay you, which, and I was, I forgot where I was going, but it wasn't anywhere where it's a long extended period of time. Right. So she came by the other, the next day and was like, hey, you have my money. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't owe you no money. Maybe you made the agreement with my roommate. Mm -hmm. And so she was standing in my doorway of my bedroom and I was sitting on the bed and I had my jewelry on the dresser. So she reached over and like, I'm just gonna take this as payment. And it was a necklace, a gold necklace with a cross on it. Ooh. So I jumped up and I'm like, no, you're not. So she was a big girl and you know, prior to my young, Personally, having other kids in my young Navy days, I was still real tiny and slim. This right. is a big old girl. It Just imagine Andre the Giant against uh, one of the divas. That's mm -hmm. how I'm put it, how she was. So I jumped up, tried to grab my necklace back, and it didn't. I couldn't get it. And she pushed me, and I pushed her. We were scrapping for a minute. My roommate came and broke us out, broke us up, and she left out the house with my necklace. And I never got it back. And I always would try to find her and be like, oh, I'm going to get this girl if I got to run her down, run her over. But that was 21 years ago. So she knows she is. I ain't got to mention her name. But on site, you're going to give me my necklace. <laughs> she, she ain't do you like Debo did red, did she? Oh, no. It was none of that. <laughs> like my chain. No, it was, it was none of that. Wasn't no crime. I was scrapping until my roommate broke us up. And I was kind of mad at her, too. But she got away with your necklace. She did. Okay, now that necklace has probably been passed down to her daughter. You know what? <laughs> I'm just getting more mad even thinking about it. But you know who you are on site. Oh, on site. All right. All right, so we're going to go into our next uh, segment. We're going to ask our first question of the day, right? Right. Okay, so uh, the first question of the day is, and we're talking about married folks here, right? Right. Is it okay for married folks to have separate bank accounts? I think it is because maybe they came into 
the relationship with separate accounts already. Mm-hmm. And I think times are different now than they probably were when our grandparents or great grandparents maybe got married. Right. Although most of the women in my family have always had their own separate accounts and mm-hmm. they've had joint accounts together with their spouse or husband while they're still maintaining their separate accounts. Mm-hmm. So as long as there aren't any like arguments about money, any secrets about the money or spending, then it should not be a problem. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's probably more acceptable because like I said, both were independent, had their own accounts, had their own lives before they joined into the marriage. Mm-hmm. And so as long as you both agree, okay, you know, I had this account, you have your account. If we need something that we should be able to pay, pay the bills together, um, I should be able to come to you as my husband if I need anything and vice versa. And it shouldn't be an issue. So as long as there are no secrets about the money, I don't think it's a problem. Okay. What about uh, people that say um, it's a sign of distrust or it's a sign of individuality in the marriage when you have separate accounts? I think that's just personal opinions or perceptions. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's really up to those two people if they're going to agree to have separate accounts or agree to have joint accounts. Right. And what I've noticed from what I've either read or seen personally, many marriages that do have joint accounts, they have the most issues because when you're checking to see, oh, I thought I had, we had this, but you spent it and you didn't tell me, then I think that brings more more issues. If you're going to have a joint account, you need to be upfront from the beginning, like no matter who brings in what, mm-hmm. the bills are paid, I need to pay this, you know, you need to pay that or I want to go to dinner, or I want to go to lunch, or I want to go shopping i think everything has to be up front so there's no surprises right right so how do you feel well i feel that um i think i think like you said uh, we're living in different times now mm-hmm. um and so what i prefer to have joint account yes okay um but i do understand people that don't have joint accounts okay. um simply because like for instance we we come into a marriage Mm-hmm. And you're banking with a particular bank because that's the bank that you've banked with your entire life. Mm-hmm. That's the bank that you started your military career with. Okay. Me, I come in with another bank. Mm-hmm. Let's say if I bank with USAA and you bank with Navy Federal Credit Union. Mm-hmm. Um, I bank with a particular bank because maybe the bank that you bank with, I don't have a good relationship with. or. Okay. Um, I don't particularly care for their way of banking. Okay. Um, I have loyalty to my bank because that's the bank that I came into the Navy banking with. Um, that's the bank that gave me a loan for my wedding and my car loan. And, and um, you know, I've had my first credit card through and, and things like that. And so I understand, like, um, having separate accounts because you may trust one bank and your spouse may have another bank and then you still have a joint account but you still keep that relationship with your old bank so i get it um so again i i mean i don't see a problem with it but i also don't see a problem with people who say i would rather have uh, a joint account in our marriage we don't need separate accounts so i'm okay with both sides i don't really think there's any wrong answer there okay okay 
all right so i did want to ask you another question um let's say if you you do have kind of um two separate accounts right right um you have both uh parties in the marriage working mm-hmm. and let's say and, and we'll personalize it for a second right okay Let's say if I have a hobby that I'm into, right? And I'm investing a lot of money into this particular hobby. And the return on my investment is minimum to none. Okay. Yet, but I'm continually pouring out a large portion of my salary toward this hobby. When do you as a wife uh, come to me and tell me we need to cease and desist Um, uh, investing in this particular thing because it's affecting us financially but again facing that hardship of knowing that I may take it as you're not supporting my dream okay I think that you are deserving of hobbies or you work hard you want to spend your money on other things you have that right as long as our bills are paid as long as we're not struggling to make ends meet as long as the girls are taken care of we have food like i said our bills are paid Mm -hmm. but even if all our bills are paid and that's not an issue and i keep seeing that this hobby is kind of draining your finances or draining um what could be a savings or a nest egg for either you or for us then I think I'd have to have that hard conversation and I just have to deal with the brunt of whatever you would, the backlash. Not to say, you know, in the nicest way possible, honey, I understand um, that you like this hobby, but I'm seeing over time, the return on your investment is really not increasing. Mm -hmm. So at what point do you think that you can cut back some, I would phrase it that way and just see, what your reaction would be and then if i had to have you know the hard conversation or essentially say okay i'm putting my foot down i really would like for you to stop mm-hmm. then i i think i would have to say that and just just have to deal with whatever you would say back to me and we, we just have to talk about it agree to disagree or, or you know i don't think that if i brought anything to you and i really voiced my concerns and let you know i don't think that you would be unreasonable and not listen okay. and vice versa Okay. Yeah, I, I, I feel like first, I think before anybody um, in a relationship invest in any hobby, um, I think that you have to be financially stable first, right. meaning that it can't um, interfere with uh, your bills, feeding your family, um, making sure you have emergency funds put away. Right. Um, and then I think that for any hobby, like for instance, we're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. It took um, for me to invest in equipment for us to have the right equipment to do a podcast and have somewhat of a professional sound. Right. Right. So I had to put money away mm-hmm. that would go strictly toward this investment. Correct. And it had to be a small portion that had to build over time for me to invest in this where it was completely away from uh, what I need to do as far as bills, savings, and general household goods and stuff like that. Right. And also away from emergency fund money. Right. So 
I think that it takes proper planning to invest in a hobby. You shouldn't take the bulk of your salary and invest in a hobby. And I think it's also okay for um, a spouse to say, hey, it's time to grow up and let this go. Like, it's 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 okay to say that if you see it's not. Um, then again, sometimes it takes a long time of grinding and working. So I think that you have to give that person, and you have to also see that person's dedication. Right. And um, if they're putting in the work, if they're just buying the stuff and it's just sitting there and they're not doing nothing with it, but yet they continuously continually investing in it. It's like, okay, bro, it's time to <laughs> it's time to change up the game plan right now and cease and desist on this. So, I agree. I get it. <laughs> All right. So Queen V, I was uh, thinking about uh, trust. Okay. What about trust? I was thinking about uh, people that I trust and people that I don't trust. Okay. Have you have you ever had a situation? Because you know how people say. Uh, I'll, I, I'll trust you until you betray my trust, right? Right. Do you ever have a group of people that you don't trust off the back, like you don't give the benefit of the doubt to, and you say, I don't trust you, but you have to earn my trust through time instead of the other way around? Yes. Okay. I have a few of those people that I don't trust. Okay. okay. I made up kind of a list of people that I don't trust. Okay. Okay. And I want to share that with you. Do you have a list of kind of people you don't trust? Maybe about one or two. One or two? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll share mine and then um, you share yours. Okay. Okay. So these are the people that off the bat, I don't trust. You got to earn my trust. Okay. This is not saying that I won't trust you through some period of time. Mm -hmm. But it's saying that I don't trust you off the bat. You have to earn my trust. Okay. Okay. So first type of person I do not trust is people who say, well, the Lord told me to tell you this. Okay. You want me to tell you why I don't trust those type yes, of people? Because I why. think they're master manipulators. Really? I think they, they, that they preference that saying. So whatever they speak over you, you can't question. Okay. Like the Lord told me to tell you this. And they know that you're amped not to question what they say because you might feel like you're questioning the Lord. Okay. Right? Right. So I don't trust those people. I think those type of people are master manipulators. And you got to earn people's trust when you, if you come up to me and you say, well, the Lord told me to tell you, hey, bro, you need to carry that on somewhere up the street somewhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't hit me with that. Okay. Okay. Right, especially if you don't know me. Like, why would God tell you something about me and not tell me something about me? Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't trust those type of people. All right. The second type of person I do not trust. Okay. And this is particularly dealing with your food. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't trust people that have a messy work area or junky cars. Okay. Like I can't, like I can't eat your food if you got a messy work area or your car is junky. Like, you know, I work where a lot of people and we have a lot of events like potlucks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If I come to your office and your office is trashed. I ain't eating none of your stuff at the potluck. I'm just being serious with you. Don't offer it to me because I'm going to be rude about it. Like, I'm not eating. If you got a junky car and you got McDonald's. Now, it's a difference between kid having junky. Right. To you got old three-year McDonald's cups and garbage and food wrappings and stuff like that. And, yeah, that's like, nasty. old sneakers and stuff like that. Like, 
I ain't eating none of your stuff, right? right? Because if your office is junky and your car is junky, your house is junky. If your house is junky, the pan that you made that casserole in is 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 dirty and nasty. I ain't eating your food. It's just point blank, point uh, blank, plain and simple like that. Okay. All right, I don't trust people like that. Okay. Okay. Three. I, I, I don't trust people who are employed with pyramid scheme companies. Like, that <laughs> stuff ruins friendships, man. Yes, it does. Because people get mad if you don't want to buy into it. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, you, you it, it make you not even want to answer people. Like, people you've known for a long time. Like, yeah. they invite you over for dinner. You think it's all good. And boom, they pulling out pamphlets and stuff and going through a whole hour. I used to, like, and I ain't going to hate because I, I, I worked for a company like this before. Mm-hmm. And I hated it because they first they send you after your friends and your family. Right. And you betray their trust, right? <laughs> and then you become that person that nobody wants to pick up the phone for or people don't want to call because they know the minute they call you, you're trying to sell them something and all you're trying to do is kick it. So I don't trust people that are employed with pyramid scheme companies. Okay. And, and, and the people that, and, and that sad part about it is some people are employed with those those things and don't even know it or they in denial of it. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I don't trust those type of people. Okay. And last, and this is kind of honorable mention, right? Okay. And I'm not going to say I really, I'm not going to say I don't trust these type of people, but I'm skeptical. So I won't say I don't trust them. Okay. But let's just say I keep a, I keep one eye open. Okay. Okay. People that eat Shipley's donuts, (laughs) right? If you eat Shipley's donuts, you'll eat your own young. You're going to get us banned from the state of Texas. Uh, hey, look, I'm sorry, man. People who eat Shipley's Donuts are heathens. <laughs> and oh I've been trying gosh. to get some people that I know and, and I love and that are family to stop <laughs> eating this this garbage, this filth, to remove it completely from their diet. And I'm trying to uh, uh, bring them to the high class, the uh, the business class side of donuts and get them out of the coach side. Okay, so what's the business or or the, you know, elite? Oh, donut? crispy. Crispy, <laughs> of course. Crispy, of course, is the upper echelon of donut, right? If you want to go to the Section 8 basement oh, you were so of, of, of donut, you, were so <laughs> you, go, you go to Shipley's. If you want to go to the high-class penthouse, oh, well. you go to Krispy Kreme. So I ain't going to say I don't trust them. I'm not saying I don't trust them. I'm just saying something funny about you. You'll eat your (laughs) own young. Something wrong, something wrong about you about there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. People eat Shipley's donuts. Ugh, (laughs) disgusting. Ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Yes, indeed. All right, so uh, Queen V, what you got for me? So I only can think of maybe two people that I kind of, they have to earn my trust. So the first group is if you are a beautician, a stylist, or a barber, that your hair or your appearance is always a mess. Right. I not give you my money for your services. (laughs) You are an advertising, a walking advertising billboard for your craft, for your God-given talent. And I understand we all have off days. But if you are consistently looking a mess, but you're providing a service to help other people look better, you can't get my money. Mm-hmm. It, 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 yeah, I can't. I don't know if I can trust you. So that's one. Okay. 
the second group, I know I might get a lot of flack from different people here. If you're cooking mm-hmm. and you don't wash or rinse your meat mm-hmm. before cooking it, I don't know if I can trust you. So some people do, some people don't. And I know people go back and forth and there's things on the internet or in the news or from the USDA or CDC saying you should not wash your meat. But if meat is coming out of a factory or a deli or a slaughterhouse, you don't know where people's hands been or if they use different chemicals right. to preserve the meat, whether it's chicken, beef, pork. Rinse your meat in water. Uh, some people do lemon juice or vinegar. I do rinse them with water and a little bit of lemon juice before I cook it. Okay. Because I don't want my family to get sick. So if I'm over your house or knowing that you prepare your meat without rinsing it or preparing it properly, I'm not going to eat your food. I can't trust you. Yeah, them them Shipley donuts eat the jokers <laughs> that don't wash the meat. I did not say that. Hey, um, uh, have you ever seen that video where the dude was washing his chicken with Dawn dish detergent? And okay, stuff? that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> You do not, by any means, wash your meat with dish detergent. You can rinse it off as after you get it out of the pack from the grocery store or if you go to a meat market or a deli or, like I said, vinegar, whether it's white vinegar, apple cider vinegar, or even lemon juice. Mm-hmm. But by no means should you wash your meat with dish detergent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, now we're going to go into our uh, last segment. Okay. What's your beef? Hmm. What's your beef? Okay, so uh, Lady V, as always, I'll give you the opportunity to go first, or would you like me to go first? I would like you to go first this time. Okay. So my beef is um, people who go to the extreme in order to validate their point okay so for instance let's say if you and i are having a conversation you know how i feel about um for instance and and i'm not going to get into any social type conversation Mm -hmm. but you know how i feel about when it comes to for say abortion um how i think that the man should have somewhat of a say so Okay. That's just my per- personal uh, idea. Okay. When I argue that for somebody to go to the extreme who's against a man having any say-so when it comes to um, a mother having an abortion, they'll say, well, what about if some guy raped your daughter? Should that guy be able to have a say-so on whether your daughter has an abortion? And it's just like, why did you need to go to this mass extreme in order to validate your point? Right. And and that's what irritates me is that some people will go to the most crazy extreme in order to validate their point. And it's just like, like, no, like I can refute you and go to an extreme, but I'm not like how many cases, I mean, even though that may happen a lot, but, um, is that the case in the majority of cases of abortion cases? No. 
And so that's just kind of how I feel with any situation is somebody who has to go to the extreme in order to validate a point when you're just like, I'm having a plain basic conversation and I'm arguing a point that I, I I'm standing on this side or whether it be sports. Like if you say that, uh, yeah, the Eagles won a Super Bowl. Well, if coach Belichick would have played Malcolm Butler and such and such would have did this and it, I don't want to hear about what ifs, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Talk to me about what happened. Okay. Like, don't go to an extreme to validate, well, this guy is the best quarterback because if this and this and this happened and if such and such didn't do this and if this didn't happen, like, don't be going to extremes to try to validate your point. Talk to me about what happened or what is most likely to happen. Okay. And that's my beat. All right, so Queen V, what is your beef? My beef is with negative people mm-hmm. and negative people who are consistently negative about everything. And then they try to get others to agree with their negativity. Like life is too short. I understand you have good days and you have bad days, but if every day of your life is bad or negative, then you need to reevaluate yourself or maybe the common denominator is you is not everybody else like i get that sometimes your work situation is not ideal or maybe personal situations are not ideal but if every time you come around you're always negative and other people are dodging you Mm -hmm. because they don't want to talk to you or they don't want you to bring them down because you're draining or sucking the life out of them you need to reevaluate yourself i just I can't like I try to be positive around some people but if they're constantly negative I have to remove myself from the situation because I don't want their negativity to just rain down on me and essentially cover me to where I start to be negative and I start to have a bad outlook when it's not my energy it's their energy that's draining so I, I can't that's my beef I can't with negative people like you, you have to find something positive or you know try to accept positivity or a different outlook from people who try to make a spin on what you perceive as negative and then mm-hmm. if you can't do that and you're consistently trying to prove or argue your point like no it's this and you know you just just run on a mad with the world i just can't i can't talk to them okay all right oh sounds like a plan <laughs> so uh do you have uh before we leave uh do you have a positive word for the people i do um, I have a positive, it's actually a positive quote, and I saw it today on Facebook, and I absolutely agree, and I like this one. It says, marry a man that will waste your lipstick, not your mascara, and I think that speaks for itself. Say that again? Marry a man that will waste your lipstick, not your mascara. Essentially, mm. he's wasting your lipstick. You know, he's showing you love. He cares about you. You know, he's going to, you know, you put your lipstick on, but he's still going to embrace you you know give you a kiss get show you love and affection versus mascara runs when Mm. it's wet when you're crying so marry a man that will waste your lipstick not your mascara Mm. i like that i I like like that that right there who you connected to you be getting all these uh (laughs) (laughs) i have my uh my my female super women superwoman friends that you know post a lot of good things okay all right all right that sounds good <laughs> <laughs> hey we want to thank you alumni family for joining us 
for uh, episode six of the Alumni Podcast. Yes, thank y'all for joining us, listening, and subscribing. And thanks so much for the feedback. All right, we appreciate y'all. Take it easy, Alumni family.